This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda podcast for Parshas Chayisura. Last week we had the dramatic announcement of the birth of uh, Yitzchak and all that entailed, and then the subsequent Akeda. Uh, now we're already at the point of uh, announcing the death of Sora Imenu and uh, subsequently her burial. Uh, this event is uh, recounted in the Torah in terms of how old she was when she passed away, 127 years. And it's said in an interesting way. It says 100 years and 20 years and 7 years. Uh, you know, broken up like that. So Rashi comments there that uh, she was as beautiful at 20 as she was at 7, and she was as uh, free of any avarice at the age of 100 as she was when she was 20. So that's what the... Uh, I was broken up like that. And it's also compared to the whole Mysa with uh, Rabbi Akiva. He wanted to wake up his students. He talked about the, uh, the fact that that's Esther Amalka was queen over 127 uh States, countries, whatever, uh, Persian Empire. So the question uh, is always asked: you know, what those two things have uh, in, to do with each other? And uh, the Arvi Nachal, whose yard site was this week, he also uh, his, was buried here in Tzfas. I went to, I was supposed to go to the caver um, on his yard site. Anyway, he uh, has a very, very interesting. Uh, explanation of this uh, whole thing on a, on a higher level. Um, also, I wanted to bring in this concept of, though he doesn't mention it specifically, but the idea of oilam, shuna, and nefesh, that the three parameters set out in the, in the uh, Sefer Yetzirah are the, the oilam, shuna, and nefesh, which is the space, time, and soul. And everything that uh, exists basically is, is exists in that in that context. That's the way that um, we relate to the world. That's that's the, you know the experience that we have of the world is, is in terms of time and place. Everything has its time. Everything has its place. At any given moment, it is to be found some place. And of course, the main thing is who is it that's there? Who is the uh, the nefesh? Who's the 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 characters involved, so to speak? Uh, and mankind uh, can be tracked, so to speak. He's, he, uh, he exists over the period of time from the time of the creation of man until, you know, world to come. And um, the Jews have also been dispersed throughout the world. So on the one hand, we have history, probably the longest history virtually of, of any uh, existent um, ancient people, and uh, we also are, have been spread throughout the world, so you know we're almost everywhere. And um, 
then you're dealing with the uniqueness of the Jewish soul itself and its unique uh, connection to Hashem, the idea of the chilek of the kamimal, the aspect of Hashem within each individual. So all of these three things are going on simultaneously. So what does this have to do with the uh, 127? So basically what the Avinahu brings out is that there is, um, as you go up in different dimensions, so to speak, into more spiritual dimensions where we're not bound to the physical world, we transcend time. Is the the oil of shon and nefesh that idea of 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 a of, of a separate, you know, linear time scale, um, and the idea of space being you know in a physical world, uh, and of course you know we'll talk about the implications for the shamas on various levels as well. Um, we're not necessarily bound to those parameters. Those are what define us in this world, but they don't really define us in the next world or in, in if we talk about the four dimensions of Atsila, uh, Spiritsi, and Sia, when we leave Asiya, the, the, this physical world, we go up to higher dimensions. And according to, to where you go, um, things are perceived considerably differently. One of the things that is uh, certainly on, on Hashem's uh, level and probably in Atsilis, I'm not sure about how it relates to Bria and Yitzira, but we transcend time. Um, there's certainly a flexibility in time, the concept of going back and forth within time, uh, things uh, that are later in history affect things that are earlier in history, so it kind of goes, time seems to go backwards. Um, there's a lot of things going on there, but what he says is that as you go up into higher dimensions, you are expanding. Because what's happening is, is that what we experience here in a linear uh, way, in terms of like, you know, each, each moment comes after the one preceding it. You can't have two moments occurring at the same time. You can't have two, two uh, um, moments in time accessing or occupying the same moment in time. But in the world to come, that time is basically collapsed so that you have all of that occurring simultaneously. This idea of simultaneity. Everything that is in potential, and that's also an idea, is that everything uh, is really already was, in a sense, it's all there from the beginning of time, and certainly on Hashem's level, where he transcends time completely, everything, he sees everything that ever happened and everything that will happen. And the whole thing that makes prophecy uh, possible is that uh, the whole concept of a, of a novi, Bechlal, is that he's able to see into the future because, in a sense, the future is already there. And how this relates to free choice is, of course, you know, a major topic which is discussed in many places. But the fact is, the fact remains that this is, a, 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 you know, an aspect of reality there is an idea that all of this is, is uh, in a sense, um, contained within one place. Now, if we look at the, 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 how that relates to the idea of, uh, idea of space, of, you know, relating shuna, which is time, to space, which is, which is oilam, the fact is that in space, we can have one entity, let's say the earth, 
are, uh, are containing many different spaces within the same entity. In other words, it's one earth, but it includes space all around the earth at the same time. And that's not a that's not a contradiction in any way. You can, you know, we, we the same Earth can can contain simultaneously the northern hemisphere, hemisphere, southern hemisphere. You know what's going on in the east and the west and all that, and they're all there at the same time. So the concept of having time together as one entity, only we experience it in different times. So it's just as you can go around the world. The same person can't be in two places at one time, but he can go from one place in the world to another place in the world and therefore be in two different places in the world at different times. So in the same respect, just as you can't have two moments of time at the same, at the, occupying the same moment in time in this world, but you can experience, one person can experience time at uh, different times, in, you know, in, in different times. Or you could have two different people in different spaces at the same time. So, you know, this whole concept of of uh, the inability, that, 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 as if time has to be linear, it has to, it has to be one, time, one moment at a time, is not necessarily true in all dimensions. Um, the same can be said also of the idea of nefesh. In other words, even though we experience nefesh in terms of a particular nefesh only, you know, we're separate individuals and you don't have two people occupying the same nefesh in the same lifetime, they have to come down one at a time. So if there's a concept of generations that one follows the other in history, but one could consider that to be the same nefesh that's coming down, the same, ultimately, basically the same, what we call the shoydish neshama, the same, uh, um, the same root of a, of, of a neshama coming down at different times in history, or even the same neshama coming down at different times in history. So, again, you have the idea of transcending time, and also the idea of having all the neshamas united in one entity in Olam Haba. In other words, if all of these neshamas are coming from a single shoyas neshama, that shoyas neshama is already including within it all those related neshamas that are going to come down in different points in history. And uh, so, so what we're experiencing in this world at any given time is a, like a, a, a certain slice of that greater neshama that is... Uh, that, that's at the at the root of it that that and existed beforehand. That all the neshamas existed in a, play, a particular place. They called it the goof in the uh, in, in Shemaim. This idea that there's a, a concept of a kind of a body which contains all neshamas, and little by little it's being emptied out, so to speak, as they come out and down into this world. Um, and then, of course, they you know reascend and are once one again once again unified. This whole the idea of the the uh, going back to your you know ancestors when you go up the, into the world to come, you are it's a, it's a kind of a reunification of the neshama that's been in a sense fragmented by coming down to this world in different generations and then it goes back and becomes one. So what he's saying is is that a person is if they use their time properly in this world. What they're doing is they're acquiring that time for themselves. 
Now, it doesn't mean that they have it exclusively because everyone experiences time. I mean, I'm experiencing uh, living through a particular day. Somebody else at the same time is, 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 is living through the same day that I'm living through. But in, I acquire that day in terms of my experience of the day just as that other person ex- acquires that day in terms of their experience of the day. And, and, and it, it talks about that the day itself goes up to Shemayim and, and, and reports back, you know, to, its, uh, to the creator of so-and-so used me for such and such a purpose, whether it was good or it was bad. It's reporting back, so to speak, of how it has been used by any, any given individual uh, in any given place. So, I'm sorry about the noise from outside. Anyway, the point is that, that this, the, the Shema now has acquired that day according to what they did with it, and they've put it away. And that has become now the source for their reward in the world to come, or, you know, the opposite, if they didn't use it properly. That is how this, their experience in this world is, is uh, saved. But on the other hand, in a sense, because Hashem already knows what is going to happen, and that, that day, in a sense, has already happened. I, I hate to use these words because it's, it's so hard to, it's so, it's so prone to misunderstanding because we can't, we don't know, we don't have any basis on which to, to uh, experience that. So it's hard for us to even conceive of how that's possible. But there is an idea that all of this is uh, existing in a certain framework. Uh, and we're just experiencing kind of as it happens or how, as it's played back in this world over the course of our lifetimes. Whatever. So the point is that a tzaddik, and this is where he says that this idea comes in of, um, of without a tzaddik being on the level of using out their time, using out their lives in such a productive way that there's no hefsik, there's no interruption that gets in the way of, of that, that flow. And therefore, he's acquiring, he's using out his, his days on the earth in such a way that they're all preserved. They're all things that, 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 are, that are something that's going to be uh, put away forever as his chilek of oil habu. Uh, which is also, I think, uh, related to this concept that when you learn uh, something called ritzifus, that when you learn uh, for a period of time without interruption, that that has an extra power to it as opposed to something that's broken up. That is not uh, as pure or as powerful as it would be if it was done in in one shot. Um, So in the same sense as... As we're told, it's Sora Imenu was on a level where she acquired this tremendous magnitude of, of time that was it was totally used for you know a, the proper purpose and therefore became all all became preserved for the world to come. Um, that is similar to the idea of Esther having had uh, this dominion over the idea of space because space. Was there was this? She, she controlled basically the, uh, the the inhabited world virtually at that time, 127 countries. Um, so she had that control over space. That Sora had control over time, uh, in that sense. 
And then if you talk about neshama, then you're talking about when we act in such a way that our neshamas are united and become one, it becomes one entity with the ideal neshama of you know where we're coming from, the, the lineage that we come from, and, uh, and, and the future generations that are going to come after us, then we become a link in that chain, and we become unified with that, where we're all participating in that um, larger framework together. So the whole idea is here that when we look at what what it's all about, where we're coming from, and where we're going to, we are basically the connector. We've talked about this idea of connecting things together, connecting, fusing things together that seem to be um, in different places, but really it's all one continuum. We are simply a link to get from this place to that place. Just like um, a person is, you know, from the time he gets up in the morning to the time he goes to sleep at night, so he says certain brachas when he gets up in the morning, and then he says, you know, Grishma, before he goes to sleep at night, he's linking the morning and the evening. He's linking, you know, this, this cycle of the day of getting up and going to sleep. And if he woke up with good intentions and he's able to go to sleep at night without having, you know, uh, deviated from that course, then that entire day becomes a unit which becomes stored for his benefit in in Olam Haba. He has to show for himself, and that's really the result of his of his uh, um, uh, work in, in 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 being alive in this world. He has, that's that's his tachlis. That's the reason why he's here. In the same respect, you can talk about linking, uh, you know, from one, so this whole idea of nuitz soifen betchilusan that you're you're putting together the whole cycle of the of the end is becomes connected to the beginning, and it becomes a whole cycle, like we do with Simchas Torah, where we finish the Torah on Simchas Torah, and we, finish, we begin it again on Simchas Torah, or looking at Rosh Hashunah to Rosh Hashunah, or looking, you know, even at the idea of Rosh Chodesh as being connecting the previous uh, month as a unit to the beginning of the month. What we're doing is we're closing the, the, the circle because, we're, because we, we, we started it with a certain intention, and we're, and we're ending it with a certain intention, and we can look at that time in between that connected the beginning and the end in terms of all the positive things that we accomplished in the course of using it the way it was supposed to be used, and, and it, it becomes all for one purpose, then that, that establishes a unity which, which we have to show for us in the world to come because that becomes our, the, the, the total, total unity of our lives. And then our lives become united with the lives of all of the other previous generations and, and, and future generations, which also subscribe to those same goals and, 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 and morals and, and tachlis, uh, uh, you know, the idea of why we're here and what we're accomplishing here. So this is a tremendous uh, way to experience the total unity of being a part of the Jewish people and being born into something which, which exists you know, f- from the beginning and is keeps going until the end, in a sense, and we're we're part of that. It becomes all one unit because it's consistent and it's it's based on the same principles, and they have so much in, we have so much in common with you know all previous generations, and also like uh, talking about Sarah Mina's life, she was consistent throughout her life. So her life at the beginning was based on the same principles as her life at the end. Throughout her life, she, she radiated the same principles. Now, of course, a person can change 
direction for the for the for the for the good. It was about tshuva changes over his life. But then that's very interesting what happens if a person does tshuva, especially from from Ahava, The idea that the that the avilas now become to his credit and they're counted as as zuchias. They're counted as something in his favor as opposed to something against him. So now he's actually kind of rewritten the life that he had from before, and that joins all the positive that he's done that he, from now on, from that point on, till the end of his life, that has transformed the beginning of his life. And why was that necessary? Just let it fall away. Just forget about it. No, we want a complete entity. We want this whole thing now to be completely good. So when you do tshuva, then you're transforming even those elements that didn't seem to fit into that that uh, the, 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 the uh, standards or the morals that you accepted later on, but because you did tshuva for them, you've transformed those things now to become part of the whole. So now again, it's become a complete whole. You've completed it again, and you've got that full that full cycle, and now the great, you know, the larger cycle of birth to death becomes itself an entity which now, you know, joins again, as we say, joins the, the, the larger uh, family of, of souls, of, of neshamas in, in Oilam Haba, and then that becomes the basis of the of the uh, the life in the world to come, which is eternal. So anyway, this this gives a little bit of a of a perspective from a larger you know on a larger scale, which is really what we're talking about because this whole um, idea of of, uh, of of being able to connect what happens at the end of one's life to the middle of the life. Why why is this uh, an, an emphasis here? Why do we look at the way the person? live their life in a consistent manner over their entire lives. And, and what I'm saying here, that even if it was, if it did change, there was an element of having, of having to do tshuva for a certain period. But that also is why is the tshuva necessary? Because it rewrites that period to now join the, the, the entirety of the, the life as a whole. And now that whole life becomes a, a consistent uh, entity of, 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 of its own, of, of a complete thing, which now joins the larger picture. So I hope that uh, you know gives some insight into uh, looking at the, the lives of not only tzaddikim but really the potential of every every Jew to live out their life to the fullest and uh, become part of that whole.